This is Zaniac Joe Pellerito. And Danny Pellerito. E Z S P E Z S P. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. Give me an E. E. Give me a Z. Z. Give me a S. S. Give me a P. P. What's that spell? Espa. What's that spell? Espa. All right, listen. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast show. Yeah, that's what it is. Please welcome Mr. Eric Zane. Thank you. Thank you. Pelleritos. The performer of this song is on the list. You don't want to be on the list. You just made the list. Isn't there a wrestler that does that? Like Hulk Hogan, he walks around the clipboard and tells people they're on the list. Who is that? No, it's Chris Jericho. You, he says, you just made the list. Oh, no, no, I don't want to make the list. So stupid. Uh, welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week from... Right there, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware. A beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Okay, so, uh, my God. Uh, The show live each and every day on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. E-R-I-C-Z-A-N-E Live. My life would be so much easier... If the quick, painless, and uh, costless, I guess, if that's a word, uh, action of going to that website, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, and you following it, that helps me like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't believe. In addition to that, if you would be so inclined, if you would subscribe to the channel, that's an extra step if you would do that. Um, If you have an Amazon Prime account, that is free. When you go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, if you root around there for a second, you'll see a red button that says Twitch Prime. That also won't cost you a dime if you sign up with your Amazon Prime account. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And Twitch is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Okay. All right. Uh, An update on my sweet brother-in-law, Kevin. Yesterday was a topsy-turvy day, and I, oh man, uh, I felt so bad about this. But for once, it was not my fault. Um, What with the major surgery on his neck, he was given a long list of medicines. And uh, it's up to me to... Uh, handle all of those things. So, you know, the, uh, they, they go over with you when the, when the patient is, uh, is discharged, all of the, um, you know, orders for recovery. And so, uh, by the way, on that order, it doesn't say avoid showering. 
Uh, I floated the idea that this all happened yesterday for him to get out of a shower. Pigpen loves to get out of showers. Let me tell you that right now. He did. And Diana today is like, oh, God, you have got to wash his asshole. You've just got to wash his asshole and change his clothes. I go, I will. I will. I would have done it yesterday. But this happened. He had an excuse. What could I do? I go, I am. Look, I'm with you. I am team clean balls. I am clean. I am team soap and water. But uh, for God's sake, the shit hit the fan. Uh, I said, okay. I was doing this podcast yesterday. I said, I'll be right back. Go just going to go check on Kevin. And I knew there was trouble as I was walking down the steps. Uh, and I hear, Eric, Eric, shit, fuck. Eric, shit, fucking shit, fuck. Uh-oh. What's going on? And uh, if by chance you don't know, he had a cervical fusion surgery. Hang on. Daisy just came in here and opened this door. Hold on. A fight will start in like one minute. I can promise you that. Uh, on the orders to like uh, for his care, there's two medicines in particular that stand out. One is a muscle relaxant and the other is the... Uh, I guess oxy or hydrocodone or it's the narcotic painkiller. Now that one is the big issue here because on the thing, on the directions given to me by the hospital and uh, they went over it in painstaking detail. Uh, you have five days to take this medicine. You can only take this uh, painkiller for five days. So, all right. Welcome, Ben. Ben, I saw that you followed the page yesterday. I appreciate that. Ben Weller. <laughs> um, so I see, um, wait, where, where was I? I just forgot. Okay. Yeah. So the medicine says five, uh, five days. Um, and so I started to wean him off of that, I guess, as best as I could. And then he was taking just Tylenol for pain by Sunday. That, uh, well, so then I go downstairs yesterday during the show and he's in absolute agony and weeping. He's actually crying. And the pain has radiated to his hands and arms. So, I, you know, I don't know what to do. So uh, the first thing that I do is, uh, well, actually, I didn't know what to do. And I, I did do something. I was downstairs for a significant time. And I, I came back up up steps, up the steps and, and said, hey, Kevin's having an issue. Uh, I got to go. And then that was it. Ran, that was like after half an hour. Uh, while downstairs, I, uh, I, I, I said, well, I got to get some pain medicine in him. And then I'll deal with the rest as it comes. So I'm looking for the pain medicine. And Diana hit it. And I'm like... What the fuck? Where is the medicine? Where did you put this medicine? And so I'm thinking I'm going to have to give him the morphine. 
because I have morphine too. Uh, but I didn't end up doing that. But anyway, I'm like looking for the fucking medicine. I'm and Kevin. Hey, oh my god, he's in so much pain. It's nuts. I mean that that was fucking crazy. I was I felt so horrible. I, and then uh, I go, what? I get Diana on the phone. I go, what the? F-? And then the thing is, I called her, and then my phone talked to the iPad, which was hooked into the Twitch feed. So if anybody was still hanging around then, and there were a few, they heard Diana go, hello, hello. And then I realized it was talking to the iPad. So uh, if I can put it on my phone, because I couldn't hear her. And, I, uh, and then I go, what, where the fuck is this medicine? Oh, I, I hit it. And, you know, in case it falls into little hands, I'm like, God damn it. We're uh, both senior citizens. We have no young children here. And what the fuck? No one even, the grandkids come every eight months. What are you worried about? I need the medicine. Oh, it's in the cabinet by the stapler and then right by the three-hole punch next to the pad of paper and the air, uh, the air freshener. Fucking A. Hang up. I get the medicine. I, I, I give it to me. He's like, oh, oh. I go, okay, buddy. Okay. Uh. And then I get this uh, this gel ice pack, and I, I take off the, the collar around his neck, and I put the ice pack on, and I go, all right, maybe this will maybe this will help him, you know. Um, so, um, by the way, Patriot Nick just subscribed uh, Ben, new Ben Weller, with a uh, subscription that allows you to avoid the commercials in the middle of the show. And also, uh, yeah, you get like, you can interact with the emojis and shit like that. It's all stupid. But uh, you can also sign up, Ben, for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You'll figure that out. So I'm like freaking out. And um, I get him the medicine and then I call the neurosurgeon. And it takes forever. And I go, well, so I am here with him. I just gave him pain meds. The instructions specifically said he cannot take the pain meds and the muscle relaxant after five days. It's written down. She goes, oh, no. I go, what do you mean? Oh, no. She goes, no, that's that's the opposite. Wait, he, he That's the one medicine that he has to take. In fact, we will let you know when it's time to stop taking that medicine. And then we will give you appropriate uh, steps to wean him off of that. You can't just stop that. I go, well, don't fucking blame me. The goddamn medical professional told me that uh, that this is the way it's got to be. Sorry, I'm saying GD too much, but this really, really irked me. This was This was terrible. This was so bad. And then he's like, oh. He's the fucking poor 60-year-old man crying. He's in, he's in absolute agony. So um, I'm like just sitting next to him, holding his hand. Um, time passes, and um, I'm sitting there holding his hand. And then he just, the medicine kind of kicks in and it knocks him out, makes him drowsy, falls asleep. I'm like, oh my God. So I get up and I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do at this point. I'm like, in fact, 
I was so fried that I completely forgot that I had a Patreon podcast to do. He fell asleep. I came back up here, re-engaged Twitch, and talked for, basically talked about this. And then um, I, I think I had another story I talked about, and then I kind of wrapped it up. Went back downstairs, checked on him, still asleep. Um, it was just fucked. Ugh. Then it dawns on me. Holy shit. I forgot to do the Patreon. Came up here, did that, and then that was it. Absolute shit show. To the extreme. So now, um, Diana comes home. I go, so what are we going to do about this? She goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I mean, the uh, nurse at the neurosurgeon, she goes, oh, yeah, that happens from time to time. I was like, well, it, it really cannot happen. I mean, um, the exact uh, uh, opposite treatment was being offered. And I, I don't know. I think I should uh, fire off a phone call. I I don't want to be like smoothie thrower. But honestly, you know how it is. Why even waste your time? It's not going to do anything, right? Oh, my God. It was just rough. All right. But uh, he ended up getting it together. Thank God. And uh, um, yeah, that, that one point he goes, do I have to take a shower today? And I go, no, of course not. I go, no, you sit there. And you, you know, and he's, he's got the accumulating tobacco and hot pockets crumbs on his fucking sweatshirt. And I go, now, now just sit there. Don't even worry about it. All you got to do is sit here today. Today is a, it's hot pocket Monday. Okay. It's hot pocket potato cake Monday. You'll be fine. And so then I, uh, the other concern is because the nurse, uh, one of the nurses said to me, she goes, make sure this is when I was, he was getting released over a week ago. Um, whatever you do, keep the medicine in him because if it, if the medicine level of the, of the painkiller leaves the system, it's harder to get back in that cycle. It, it's like difficult. So, okay, great. And so that's, that's why I think, I think I do need a, uh, to, to fire off a phone call, but I need to, I, I can't be like smoothie thrower. I'm just going to like, keep it above board, calmly explain to them the scenario. That's what Jason says. All right. So thank you for the patience. I, and then, and then, you know, what else help it happen. I took the audio from the two podcasts. Well, because I did the the first, the free podcast was separated by a, a large swath of time. But then I took the audio from those two to make one podcast, but then accidentally uploaded only half of it, which fucked me up bad. I mean, my brain was not together yesterday at all. It was absolutely scattered. Um, so then I posted half of the podcast to the, uh, the audio podcast, to all the usual sources. And then it dawned on me, go, oh, no, I fucked that up. And that's, you kind of can't really unring the bell. So then I, I edited it appropriately and reposted it. And then it went out, but it didn't, it, 
on all of the sources that didn't update right away. So some people only saw an hour and 17 minutes. And then I'm like, and it just, it, it was all, it didn't make sense. It was all kind of wonky. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I went back and just after the hockey game last night, at like 10 o'clock at night, I just did a refeed of the audio. So one way or another, you have yesterday's show. It was crazy. I tell you what. Um, but okay, that's behind us now. Kevin's got his medicine. He is uh, not in any pain. Got a hot pocket and potato cake Tuesday. And uh, we'll be scrubbing an asshole later on and doing, hold on, the brushing of the teeth. Hey, hey, no, do not lick him. No. Yeah, we're going to have a problem here because Daisy was just licking Bruce's penis. And that's going to, hang on, that is going to result in a real problem. Hold on. No. Come here, come here. Okay, let's go out here. Let's go out here. No licking penis. Yeah, that actually happens. He's going to read it. Look at him. He's like, what do you do? What do you do that for? What do you do that for? <sighs> Fucking disgusting animals. All right. Enough enough cracks about the dogs having, having sex, okay? All right. Canceled my CDL exam again today. Today's the day that I take my CDL test. And um, uh, last week at this time, it was the same exact thing. Was it last week at this time? Yes, it was last week at this time. And I hadn't even opened up the book. I don't Now I don't even know where the book is, the study book. I had it somewhere. Now it's actually misplaced. It's I, I am not uh, aware of its of where it is, of which whereabouts. I'm not aware of its whereabouts, is that what you say? Uh, I canceled. I moved it to this to today. And then I'm like, well, I haven't even looked at that thing. Uh, I'm moving it now to Thursday, tomorrow, which means that tomorrow I will be moving it again. It is like um, getting busier and busier. It's not a bad thing. I'm just, oh my God. It's abs- It's a good idea to have that thing ready to go. If by chance the world explodes and I don't have the internet or whatever, I, 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 uh, d- the, one of the dogs bites my fucking throat out. Um, I need to work. So I, I really need to get that done, you know, but I, I just keep, there's just so much going on here all the damn time that I, I, I keep failing at that. All right. Uh, thanks again for being part of the show and following on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Also brought to you by Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV uh, Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane show. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube. Please follow me on YouTube. Just search Eric Zane Show. These are all uh, free things that don't cost you a dime that support me. Most important which, uh, most important of which is uh, following me on the audio podcast and following me on Twitch. Uh, YouTube brought to you by Frank the Tank 
bus my policy shop insurance. Okay. I have Dear Meathead tomorrow. My dad will join us again. I think I already got a question from Aram. Aram writes, Dear Meathead, a very good day to you, sir. Eric has embellished everybody about reaching a new personal best of 165 pounds on the bench press. Well, first of all, uh, let me just jump in here for dad's question tomorrow. I haven't embellished anything. Team Knuckle Dragger witnessed this, and it's 175 pounds. You know, that's what Andrea bench pressed in high school. Aram writes, which leads to a few questions. One, in your weight training days, what was your personal best on the bench press? Number two, how much weight do you guess Eric will be bench pressing by the end of the year? Number three, what is the possibility that Eric's spotters are putting the weights on the bar and then quickly taking them off just before he lifts? Wow. Why don't you just, uh, you know, knife me? Why don't you just take a knife and, and bury it in my liver? Thanks. That's great. Jackass. He'll be laughing at that for sure. Okay. Hockey last night. A rare Monday night hockey game. I've got a lot of hockey talk today because there's a story that's unfolded that is just, oh boy, I, mm, lighting the world on fire. I'll get to that in a second. Very dramatic. But last night, the Toronto Marlies are in town. They are the uh, affiliate farm, farm team, I guess. American Hockey League uh, team for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have these, now this is a very, very wealthy franchise. They have two enormous custom buses that show up. Okay. And one of the guys on their team, I don't know his name, doesn't matter, is six foot nine without skates. That makes him damn near seven feet tall on skates. This enormous young man. And he's the center. He's a forward. That means he's got to be able to move. I have never seen anything quite like this. You know, um, that's like Zdeno Chara type of height, except this guy could move quite a bit better than, than Chara. Holy shit, taking face-offs. Seven foot tall, taking face-offs. I've never seen anything like it. So uh, at one point, he gets, he gets in a, a, a scrap, and he winds up in the box, and I look at him. I go... My God, the team has two buses just for you. One for you, the other for the rest of the team. And he thought that was the funniest fucking thing in the world. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. He was laughing so much. So, uh, all right, great. Griffins get a guy in the penalty box. It's none, none other than Muskegon native Justin Abdelkader. Now, for those of you that are, don't know anything about hockey, just know that Kind of a big deal, especially in Michigan, because he's a local, uh, West Michigan. He played at Muskegon Mona Shores, just up the road. Uh, was a terrific high school hockey player. Uh, went to Michigan State, played there, uh, b became a, uh, a Red Wing uh, draft pick, and then uh, he started his career in Grand Rapids. Spent uh, significant enough amount of time, and then uh, graduated on to the NHL. 
So from the time that he started with the Griffins to uh, his time ending with the Red Wings, uh, we're talking a dozen years or so. I remember one time in particular, his first game in Grand Rapids, one of his first games, my wife and I used to head over to this uh, restaurant to eat and his mom and dad were there. And uh, we like had like dinner with them. They were, they were wonderful. And they were all proud of Justin, you know, hoping he makes it to the NHL. And of course he did. He had a terrific career there. And uh, I think he's in he, I, in fact, I know he's trying to get back to the NHL. Now he's 34. Now, hockey is definitely not a young man's game, but occasionally you'll get somebody who uh, can make the jump back or at least have a, uh, uh, you know, finish out their career mentoring young players. Happens all the time. And that may be the case here. So um, uh, last year he played overseas in like Sweden or Switzerland, one of those leagues. And then this year, he's playing in the men's league in Muskegon. So, you know, I mean, he's you know playing with uh, people who have regular jobs and just kind of like almost uh, essentially pick up hockey. So basically, you got a bunch of uh, uh, regular dudes and Justin Ablocator playing at the local barns in Muskegon. So then uh, he, you know, there's a phone call made and he says, hey, do you think anybody would be interested in grant me a tryout? And uh, so then, uh, what's the guy's name? Pat Verbeek says, yeah, all right. Uh, put him on a 10-day tryout. So there's Ablocator. He shows up. He's getting a 10-day tryout. And I think he's, well, funny story. His first game, he was minus four. And uh, you get a plus or a minus. Okay, if you're on the ice and, the, and your team scores, you get a plus. If you're on the ice and the other team scores, you get a minus. And in his first game, he was minus four. All right. That doesn't necessarily mean it's your fault, but I mean, you definitely want to be on the plus side of things. And he kind of wasn't. So uh, he gets called for a penalty. Hang on a second. Hey, hey, Bruce is going ham on his paw. Stop. Hate that. He gets uh, called for a penalty last night, and uh, he wanders over to the box, and no one's talked to him since in 12 years. Uh, hold on. Bruce! Knock it off! He's looking at me like I'm crazy. He gets called for a penalty, and uh, um, so the timeout coordinator is Terry Marshall, who's seen him play since he was a kid. He goes, hey, Justin, how are you? He goes, not bad, thanks. And uh, Terry says, good to see you. He goes, yeah, I wish I wasn't in here for a penalty, though. And then Terry, the fucking idiot who knew this, goes, yeah, you had a point last night, huh? Or the other game. And he didn't. And he goes, no. Abdicator goes, no. In fact, he, he was a minus four. He goes, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't have a point. And, and then we all look at him and go, you idiot. Shut up. What the fuck are you doing? Quit talking to him. You're making an ass out of all of us. And uh, so he's sitting there, and I said, last time you were in there, you were single with zero kids. And he goes, yep, yeah, now look at me, 12 years ago, because he's got a lovely wife, and they've got a couple of kids. So that was good seeing him. They ended up losing in fucking overtime, and it was despicable because they were down 2-1, to one. And then they got two third-period goals to take a 3-2 lead 
Wait a minute. Yes, a 3-2 lead, and then fucking Toronto yanked the goalie. They got uh, a, a goal with the extra attacker, and then, by God, uh, in overtime, we lose again. Okay, I can't take it. Stand by. You're out of here. I get distracted super easily, and you're like, oh, my God, what are you doing to Bruce? Yeah, he's out. He's got two minutes. If we're talking to hockey, Daisy's out of the bin. She's back, and Bruce is in the bin, and that's the way it's going to be because, you know, uh, all I want to do is be able to do this show without being massively distracted by the sound of of the dog's paw, of uh, tongue licking the paws. I cannot handle it. It's a horrid sound. I know you can't hear it. It doesn't matter. I can hear it. When I can hear it, my brain turns to jelly. And i it's so absurd. Imagine the most annoying, horrible sound that bothers you. And, and then while you're trying to do your job, it's right here in your ear. It's the absolute worst. I cannot take it. Oh, my God. Shit. And I can't be turning around every three seconds to scream at the fucker. I just want to get this podcast done today without any major incidents, frankly. Okay. Uh, I'd love to see you on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you if you've uh, subscribed in the in the past. And uh, if you're on there right now, thank you so much. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That's a fancy uh, name for a paywall. It's actually a brand. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon. Uh, emphasis on pay because you're like paying for what I'm doing and I'm so thankful for it. Uh, for five bucks a month, you have all the audio you can handle. It's a great accompaniment, Patreon, to this free podcast for your day's listening enjoyment, especially for you folks who spend a lot of time like with earbuds in and it's like you're looking for some type of discretion distraction or conversation and I put a lot up there in addition to the uh, 10 plus hours of free podcasting I do every week uh, I put up another 15 plus on Patreon with a number of different uh, uh, bits of content including the Lost Zane recordings full shows from my old radio days on BBL smarter than a former drug dealer trivia which happens today the Insane Asylum my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100 uh, the daily Patreon bonus podcast, which I almost forgot to do yesterday. And then, of course, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Five bucks a month for all audio. Ten bucks a month for audio, video, live streams. And uh, if you, I would just recommend trying it out on one of those levels, the five or ten bucks a month. And if you're like, hey, yeah, I, I, th this is worth this is worth it to me. If you find that it's worth it and you want to continue after one month, if I pass the probationary period, if you convert it to a yearly, I will take 10% off. So if you were to pay for it month to month for the 10 bucks a month, that's 120. But if you sign up for a year all at once, one charge, it's 108. Same for tier one, uh, 60 bucks a month, month to month, or 54 if you pay for it all at once. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It really, really helps. It has. Uh, it was the very first thing that made me believe that I could uh, 
establish uh, my own daily podcast. I was looking back to some of the running times on those early shows when it was you know, of, of the free podcast that I would do. And I would struggle to get like 25 minutes done. And it, it was really bad, really, really bad. You know, you can be behind a microphone um, for your whole life. And then when you are suddenly alone, it is like a 1 million percent starting over thing. Holy shit. My God. Thank you for being patient. Not that it's fucking groundbreaking or great right now, but I can definitely uh, sustain the amount of time that I'm talking each day. Wow. It's a real learning curve. Tag accounting, T-A-G, tag accounting, online at tagcpa.net for your personal taxes. This is what I want you to do. And you're going to be so happy you did this. Okay? It's real simple. Um, Tag accounting will do your personal taxes. Call the office. Barb or PJ, and rarely, sometimes Troy will pick it up. He's the tag in tag accounting. 616-301-9516. Anywhere in the U.S., a real person's going to pick it up. If not, leave a message. They'll call you back. Make sure you say Eric Zane sent me. Congratulations. You're doing my taxes this year. And then get ready. Because you are going to get the red carpet treatment, man. Seriously. No matter where you are in the U.S., you upload your documents, materials, uh, important information, and he will cover all of that with you as to what you need to get to him. He has an online portal. You just kind of put it up there. You scan it and send it up to him. And then that's it. He's going to send you a little notification that says, I'm doing your taxes on March 20th at 3 p.m. Be near your phone in case I have a question. And then that's it. Okay, in the event he has a question, he's going to call you up. He's going to have a question for you. He's going to be all business, not going to be a lot of small talk. You're going to answer the question. Boom, that's it. Next thing you know, you've got your money, your refund in your account. You've gotten more back this year because you have a true professional doing your taxes, and you didn't have to do a damn thing other than gather your records and get them to him. Tag accounting, 616-301-9516, tagcpa.net. Okay. Uh, if you're a DIY pro when it comes to changing the oil, I want you to purchase AMSOIL products from Jason Mays at JM Synthetics, 616-747-0233. Now, he does it in a particular way that makes it so that, um, you know, uh, it the products come right to your doorstep and you don't have to worry about going to the website and having some stranger send it to your house. This is how it goes. You go to jmsynthetics.com, figure out what you want to buy. You could buy it on the website, but an easier way, honestly, is there's a phone number right on the website, and it is uh, 616-747-0233. You you tell, hey, I want this filter, this filter, this uh, jug of oil, and this uh, firearms lubricant. This is what I want. Eric Zane sent me. And then the next thing you know, it's on your doorstep. There's a couple more steps in there that are boring, but that's how it works. 616-747-0233, Jason Mays. And he is a paintballer with me, and I will see him in less than a week. Okay. 
Before I get back to it, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579. So get that furnace tuned up because we're in the dead of winter right now. Uh, Where we are pretty much every day, we're hovering at about 10 degrees. Right now, it's 11. Not windy, though, so it's not too god-awful terrible. Uh, high point today will probably be about 20. Uh, Benny, when we go for a walk, he actually lifts his paws up when he's walking. He gets so, he acts like he's so freaking cold. Come on. Uh, A&E heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. Call or text today. They will service any type of malfunctions that are happening on your uh, furnace setup. They will install a new one. Maybe you have a, uh, you're retrofitting the home or you've got a new installation on a, on a new home being built, whatever it is, uh, get two estimates from other companies and then get the third from A and E heating and cooling. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna go get Bruce penalties up real hockey theme to the show today. Hello, baby. Papa. Daisy. Knock it off. Knock it off. The fuck. Jesus. O'Neal not doing shit. Look at him. You can't see him. I'm telling you, look at him. Look at him. You can't see him. Jason says, he's like, F you. I'm going to fight. Good question. What happened to puppy cam? I forgot. That's what happened. Nothing has happened other than I forgot. I have a terrible habit of talking about things that I, I, I'm going to do, and then it never, ever happens. It's called the Eric Zane Show Podcast Broken Promise Challenge. And I'm learning, don't promise anything. Okay. Don't ever say you're going to do something because it will not get done and you will look like an asshole. That is true. All right. So uh, a couple people sent me this story. It's another hockey-related story. A couple of layers to it, though. And, um, well, it's... uh, So the the team that I work with is the American Hockey... is an American Hockey League team. There is a a league uh, just below it called the East Coast Hockey League. And um, there was an incident that is getting a lot of attention. So let's just kind of get up to speed here. I hope I got this right. I think I do. Player from the Jacksonville Iceman hockey team is accused of using a racial gesture towards a black player on another team. It happened during last night's game against the South Carolina Stingrays. The Iceman cut defensive man Jacob Panetta today. After the league suspended him, 
pending a hearing because of his actions in the game. News for Jack's reporter, Marilyn Parker. Okay, now let me get ahead of this. She's going to talk about it. You might have seen the guy as he's, uh, okay. The other guy's black. It's P.K. Suvan's brother. I don't know his name. doesn't matter. Minor league hockey player. Uh, obviously black. The white guy, he bows up and, and puts his arms out and bends his wrist. So if I'm standing here like, and you might say, yeah, you want to fight? He goes, yeah, you want to fight? And kind of puts his arms out and, and bends his wrist. Um, that is the problem. Now, don't get ahead of me here. Uh, let's, let's let this play out. Parker is live at Vice Star Arena, Memorial Arena. Maryland, the Iceman played against the same team today in South Carolina where there was another exchange between players. Yes, but it was nothing like what happened here last night. Take a look at your screen. Before today's game started, Jordan Subin, the player that was involved in the incident with Panetta, was approached by the Iceman assistant captain, Jacob Friend, on the ice. We're told they Jacob Friend. Talked for about 30 seconds, and at the start of the video, you see the Iceman player tap Subin on the leg and chest, then skate away almost like they were offering an olive branch. But last night, Subin tweeted that the Iceman... Jacob Panetta made monkey gestures at him, and that's when the fight broke out. Monkey gestures. By the way, why the hell is that reporter wearing a fucking mask? There's, there's no one around, for God's sake. It's just fucking theater. Separated by refs. Iceman defenseman Jacob Panetta and Jordan Subban, who plays for the South Carolina Stingrays, got into a fight at the start of overtime. Right here is where Subban says Panetta started making monkey gestures toward him. You see Panetta slightly raising his shoulders as Subban shoulders. Jesus. charges back at him. After the game, Subban retweeted the Iceman's post about the fight, saying Panetta was too much of a coward to fight. And when he turned his back, he started making monkey gestures. So I punched him in the face. The Iceman said in a statement that they released Panetta, and then they issued another statement saying, Our core values as an ownership group include one love and zero tolerance for racism or any forms of hate against any group whatsoever. The video went viral. It was posted by Subban's brother, P.K. Subban, a National Hockey League star. PK tweeted, they don't call the East Coast League the jungle because my brother and other black players are the monkeys. He tagged Panetta in his tweet, saying he shouldn't be so quick to delete Twitter and Instagram accounts. And you'll probably be able to play again. That's what history says. The National Hockey League is 97% white, 3% other ethnicities, and there are 26 players in the NHL that are black. Most of them are Canadian. Now, a similar incident happened last week during an AHL game. A player was suspended for 30 games for making racial gestures at another player. It's the second time the AHL has suspended a player for racial taunting. And the Icemen lost their game today against South Carolina 6-3. to We're live at Vice Star tonight. Maryland Parker, Channel 4, the local station. Okay. Um... I, this is uh, Jacob Panetta. This is the guy who's accused of making the um, 
who did the who did the gesture or whatever that was. And let's let's hear what he has to say. My name is Jacob Panetta, and I would like to address the incident that happened between the South Carolina Stingrays this past Saturday in the East Coast Hockey League. Jordan Subin and I were talking in a heated manner when the linesman got between us. When the linesman was between us, I said to him, you're only tough once the refs get involved. By the way, he's got a big black eye. And I did a tough guy bodybuilder-like gesture towards him. Hmm. I've made the same bodybuilder gesture to non-racialized players a number of times when there have been on-ice confrontations. There is video from previous games which demonstrate this. My actions towards hmm. Jordan were not... Okay, well, let's, that's, let's pause there. Is that... That needs to be shown. I mean, if I'm going to take the... If I'm him and I'm fighting for my life of being a minor league hockey player, <laughs> uh, for God's sake, you should include that in this video. And I think that that would clear it up, wouldn't it? I mean, if you could show that, hey, uh, there's been white guys have been ready to kick his ass, and I, I did the same exact thing. Um, that that would put this to bed, at least for me. You know, kind of. You remember that time when, um, who was it? It was Howard Cosell, the end of his career. He referred to a, a football player, a black guy, as a little monkey. And then everybody was like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? And that little monkey, he gets loose, doesn't he? He was referring to some black guy who plays for a, 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 one of the teams at the, I don't know, I think it was Washington. And then, uh, but, so that was the end of his career. And then, uh, but then there was also n- numerous examples of Cosell saying that about white players. Uh, and But that didn't matter. It didn't matter at all, which is kind of sad. Because of race, we're not intended as a racial gesture. I did not contemplate at the time that it would be perceived by some as a racial gesture. And I attempted to convey this to Jordan when we were sent to the dressing room during the game. I was confused after the incident until I saw and told how people viewed it because of the players involved. I want to reiterate that no racial slurs, noises, or anything of like were said by me during the incident. I see now from Jordan's reaction that he and others certainly viewed it as a racial gesture and that my actions have caused a great deal of anger and upset to Jordan, his family, and countless others. You see, that's where I think he gets in the weeds when he says my actions caused. the. the he should say the mis... If, you, if this is what happened and that's what he's saying, he should say the misinterpretation. And he sounds too fucking sad. You know, you gotta, in my opinion, you gotta strike fast and hard and say, fuck you, I did not do that. And then my actions have caused a great deal of anger and upset to Jordan, his family, and countless others. I mean, that, I mean, if he's lying, you gotta lie right. If this guy is in fact a racist and he was doing uh, monkey gestures or whatever, you must lie appropriately, okay? And if you for sure didn't do it, and that wasn't your intention, you you got to quit being a pussy here. You got to go after it and scream and yell a little. It always works out for me. I want to express to everyone, and especially Jordan, that my actions were not racially motivated at all. 
And I sincerely apologize for the pain and suffering and anger that my actions have caused him, his family, and everyone who was hurt by this. Stop hyperventilating, for God's sake. However unintentional my actions were, I acknowledge the impact of my gesture and will commit to better understand the impact going forward. You know, what that means is it's uh, if, if what you say is true, the world is way too sensitive for any type of gestures at all. You can't do anything without them assume, assuming you're being a racist. Those who know me understand that this gesture was not intended to be racial. Oh, oh no. It's not who I am. Oh, no. It's not how I've been raised. But at Aww. the same time. Uh, okay, maybe he's on to something. This is pretty good. I need to and will learn from Okay, that's it. Um, fuck. Hold on. Bruce is being an asshole again. Hold on. If it's not one thing, it's another. Tell you what. So, um, okay, concerning this, uh, this guy. I don't believe that he did anything racially motivated. I just don't believe it. He's in deep shit. East Coast Hockey League has suspended him. Jacob Panetta of the Jackson... Jacksonville, Iceman. It wasn't a Jacksonville. Yeah, it was. It says Jackson Iceman. Jacksonville Iceman indefinitely Sunday. Uh, following the incident with uh, Carolina Stingrays defenseman Jordan Subban. Subban? Subban. Yeah, that's how I say it. Uh, the league announced the suspension is pending a hearing under the collective bargaining agreement for Panetta's actions Saturday in Jacksonville's one nothing overtime victory. Uh, the, then the team cut him. The team said, to be clear, our core values as an ownership group include one love and zero tolerance for racism or any other forms of hate against any group whatsoever. So um, here's my problem with that. I don't know how fair that is. I mean, you're just... Um, you're, you're taking one person's word over another. Unless if there's a history of shit behind closed doors that, that we don't know about, you know? Um, basically, you just called that guy a racist. Now, I'm not saying well, he did or he didn't do it. I'm just saying it may be that he didn't intend that. We don't know that. We All we have is Subban... Uh, on the ice saying, oh, yeah, he did monkey gestures. And I, hmm, this one's difficult. I don't, I can't say that the evidence is overwhelming. That's that's what I'm basing it on. It isn't like, it isn't like we have a spoken word to uh, to hear of someone being a racist. You know, like a guy who threw the smoothie, smoothie when he called the kid a, a stupid immigrant fuck. Uh, that's a, a pretty... Uh, 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 a harsh bit of uh, racist rhetoric right there. You can't, I mean, you said it, you know, you can, you can apologize all you want, but you said it. I, I can't say for sure that this is what they, everybody says it is, you know, Andy Kaufman, the CEO of the Jacksonville team 
says the platform that is the Jacksonville Iceman is one that is more than just about hockey to us as a group. It is about using this platform to spread not only quit calling your hockey team as a platform for hockey, but our love for the community and for each other. Love, love, love. Okay, great. You love. You love. Thank you for the love. Excuse me. Though the investigation and review is ongoing at the league level, the Icemen are releasing him effective immediately and will continue our mission of sharing our love of community and hockey. On behalf of the entire Iceman organization, we apologize to anyone who was offended and look forward to beginning the process of healing together as one. Thank you. Oh, fuck this. This is bullshit. I, you know, um, I think it would be easier and more appropriate to say we aren't sure of what any of that means and we are withholding any type of judgment until we have a few more conversations stand by and then that's it. But to throw this guy out just like that, I, I don't know if that's appropriate and I can't, I I don't know. How do I know what the fuck this guy was doing? I'm not, uh, I'm not set on this one. The team that is, uh, the South Carolina stingrays, uh, Subban's team says we are disgusted and appalled by last night's incident involving Jordan Subban. Our organization stands in support of our friend and teammate Jordan, as well as all other players who continue to deal with racism and discrimination. And I, I don't blame you. You should, but I, I just can't say for sure that that's what happened. This behavior is unacceptable and has to stop. It's not clear. And I don't think it's fair to just assume everything is. I mean, you got one guy saying one thing. Yeah, he made a monkey gesture. And that now if he if it was heard, if there was a sound, had he made like uh, 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 sounds of some of the uh, uh, people on fucking Planet of the Apes when the gorillas pissed off? Well, I mean, yeah, that's and someone heard it and witnessed it. Or if he manipulated his face to look like an ape. All right. But. I don't know. I think that there's, based on what I've seen from the incident and what the player has uh, uh, said, I can't can't say that. This might be a little bit too much too soon. A little odd to me. Um, Dean says, is this team owned by the M&M Mars Company? Uh, our Healy people were claiming the fans were chanting the N word at Subban after the incident. That never happened. There was 8,000 people there and no one near where I sit said that once. Wait a minute. You were at that game. Um, there has been times that this has happened. There was a, I forget the goalie. It was some goalie who was a black guy and somebody threw a banana on the ice. Years ago, I've witnessed this myself. I remember I was in the uh, at the scorers table, and Jordan Tutu, who is a, a, a native Canadian, Inuit, I believe, is the um, is what it's described as. Yeah, our Healy sixty nine was at that game as a season uh, ticket holder. 
So, boy, I, yeah, I, that's. I think that they're being a little too abrupt with this. Um, Patriot Nick says, this is the problem when you run zero tolerance. Anything that whiffs of racism doesn't get investigated. You're absolutely right. Kyle says, one, one, Kyle's as liberal as they come. And he writes, one incident is not a problem. If this continues to happen, then yes. I think it would be, uh, he says, then yes, there's an issue. I think it, if he would um, go ahead and uh, uh, produce video of him doing that to white players, that that uh, precedent being established that that's his, you know, whatever, when he's, when he's bowing up to fucking fight some guy in a punch-in-the-face contest. Some dude sat next to me, got into a fight with Tutu or something like that, which usually most people wouldn't be living after you get into a fight with Jordan Tutu. And uh, he was playing for the Griffins at the time at the tail end of his career. And uh, the guy who was on the other end of that sat down next to me and he started, uh, he called him a fucking savage. Go back. And he said, he said, go back to the reservation. You drunk fucking savage or some shit like that. And I'm like, Oh no. Oh God. And it wasn't long before, uh, I'm on a, a conference call with, uh, with various officials and Hey, can you tell us what happened there? And I'm like, uh, do I have to? Yeah. Yeah, you do. What did you hear? And I'm like, well, uh, it was all kind of crazy, but this is what I heard. Okay. Next thing I know, uh, AHL releases that so-and-so is sitting for 30. Oh my God. All right. So that's, uh, I am going to call bullshit on this. It may be, I'll go this far. It may be that uh, Jacob Panetta is a racist prick, but I don't think by what I saw that that assumption can be made. It's not clear, but yet he is being given a penalty of conviction. And I think that is too much to determine. Now, what I don't know could be a lot. You could have all sorts of uh, conversations with um, people in the locker room that the team, the Jacksonville team had, and and uh, yeah, this this guy's a piece of shit or something like that. I don't know. We shall see. I don't think we will see because it's a minor league hockey player. Nobody really gives a shit, you know, at the end of the day. You know. Um. All right. I want to show you this, too. It, it isn't all about hockey, but it seems like there's a lot of uh, interesting stories that come from the world of hockey. Every so often, a hockey team will do a teddy bear toss. The Griffins did theirs this year, and uh, I think we got like a few thousand teddy bears. And what you do is you go and you buy a stuffed animal, a teddy bear. And then, <coughs> excuse me, when the home team scores, everybody throws the fucking bears over the glass, they land on the ice, 
And then the players, the game is uh, paused. You collect all the bears, and then they're given to local uh, charitable organizations. Okay. Uh, Crank says, no white teddy bears, though. That's racist. The Hershey Bears are the, wow. Every year, they're like the number one team for uh, for the teddy bear toss. And uh, they've got a real, I mean, this is a community that's much smaller than Grand Rapids. But they are the absolute kings of the teddy bear toss. They are every year. 53,000 teddy bears. This is a new record, a world record for teddy bears caught or tossed in a teddy bear toss. Now, uh, bear with the audio here. These ham and egg announcers, uh, it only comes in one channel. So you'll only be able to hear it on one side of your headphones. I I don't know why that is. They they don't go the extra mile, I guess, like my Griffins do when it comes to producing the uh, audio and video. But to make the teddy bears fly. Listen to this guy. Listen to him and his announcing. He's actually going like this. They want to see the teddy bears fly. To make the teddy bears fly. Here's side Janssen Fialbi. Sub goal line feed. He gets it back. Right circle. Pulls the trigger. It scores! Sweet cuddly mayhem. <laughs> it's teddy bear toss time. It's Axel Janssen Fialbi. <laughs> the flow makes him fly. It's one nothing Hershey. He's talking normal now. Did you notice how he was talking during? He's going to see. See, here's a pass from the point. He's got it at the top of the circle. See. And then he starts talking normal. This is puking, by the way. That's what we describe as puking. It's Axel Janssen Fialbi. The flow makes him fly. It's one nothing Hershey. Oh, I believe I called that one. Axel Janssen Fialbi reassigned from the Capitals. Look at all those bears. Chocolate Town and makes tens of thousands. Chocolate Town. Onto the ice. Furry creatures of all shapes and sizes. Jansen sizes. From the right circle, beating Kincaid glove side. 1347 to go in the first period. He's back to puking. The teddy bear toss. Goal from Janssen Fialbi makes it rain. Stuffed animals here in the sweetest place. Notice here we are in Hershey, Pennsylvania, a town made on candy. The Reese's replay, of course. Chucked all of his bears already. I threw mine with a puck. Here comes the, the shark. I got a giant shark. It's not look a baby shark. Oh, look at those things coming in. Huck this thing down. You take a look at the God. Goal. Now the sight of the fans throwing these teddy bears. This is a monumental sight as the players on the bench joining in on the fun as well. Hartford goes down the tunnel. 45,650 is the world record. Look out. There comes a shark. They shattered that record. Oh, my. Look at the size of that fucking bear. So I've got huge 53,000 bears. That's the thing about hockey fans. They've got the biggest hearts. Okay. Hockey fans have the biggest hearts, and they will spend all of their money to further a cause before they, like, eat food. Okay. The, uh, their hearts are so big, it makes them dumb. All of those people probably spent an entire year's worth of pay to buy stuffed animals to throw on the ice. 
for the Hershey Bears. Uh, Speaking of tossing, it was the T-shirt toss at the hockey game last night. Uh, Every game in the third period, uh, we play that damn song from uh, uh, Jersey Shore. It's T-shirt time. Check your time piece. It's T-shirt time. And uh, the staff comes and throws T-shirts out to the fans. People run on the ice. They throw T-shirts. Everybody's got T-shirts. They're all throwing T-shirts. And uh, local legend Larry Figurski is the color commentator for the Griffins. And um, so he is up, up atop the arena as high as you can be next to Bob Kayser. And he throws T-shirts down to me. And like nine out of 10 times, it will go all the way down and he'll get it right in that small little cubicle that I'm in. He's incredibly accurate. Okay. And then I get the t-shirt and then I throw it to a fan. Happens every single game. Okay. Very, very rarely does he miss. Yesterday, he missed. Okay. And there's this little two-year-old in the front row directly behind me, who earlier in the game was given a stick by Finn, one of our mascots. And the dad and the mom were so happy, and they, like, thanked him, and the kid's got his stick, and he's just having a great time. It's his first hockey game. And I know this is his first hockey game because I had confirmation of that, and I'll tell you how in just a second. But anyway, these T-shirts, if you imagine them, Uh, They are wound and balled up really tightly and then taped or or like folded in a way that they're they're tight and they're they're quite sturdy and solid. It's like um, a really old rock hard Nerf football that you'd have back in the day that maybe you left out in the rain and then it got to be 105 degrees and baked it and it becomes like hard crust. Okay, and it's and they're heavy because they're so uh, wound up and they're they're dense and compact. Well, Larry throws a fucking thing down and it drills this kid right in the fucking bean. And this kid is just like, I mean, I've I've been hit before and it's not that pleasant at all. Um, well, this kid gets hit and he's he's like fucking freaking out and uh, the mom is. He's okay, but it's it's not the most pleasant experience. And the, the mom's hugging him. And I, I look back and I go, oh, and I, I, I did this face like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And, you know, and, uh, and, and you know, that, that's all you got to do. And and mom takes him up to, 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 I mean, he's very, very young. I can, I can totally see why the kid is crying, you know. He wasn't crying as hard as Jordan Subban, but he was, he was crying. Okay. And so dad is there and dad sees me make eye contact and texted Larry and uh, said, Hey man, you hit that kid in the head in the, in the front row, right? Got him. He's crying his eyes out more scared than hurt. Larry says, maybe I should stop throwing him. I go, nah, I go, mom and dad were laughing. It's cool. And they, they took care of him. Larry said one per game. Now one per game. I go, all right, great. I don't know what that difference that that's going to make. Um, so then this morning I wake up and dad reached out to me. His name is Alan. Uh, 
at Eric Zancho. I was sitting right there with my, well, three, three-year-old son and my wife. My boy was the one who got hit by the T-shirt from the rafters. And I'm like, oh, God, please. And I, I can feel like, you know, the blood rushing from my hands. And I'm getting faint. And I'm expecting the next line to see, to say, I am suing you and the team and you're canceled. And uh, you can sit on the sidelines with the guy that made the monkey gestures to uh, P.K. Subban's brother. But you wrote, uh, I appreciate you looking back and checking to see if my little guy was okay. Thanks for helping make my son a big hockey fan on his first game ever. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. I wrote, oh, my God, thank you for reaching out. I was worried. Uh, you know, you got to write that. He got a stick, too, didn't he? Bullet dodged. Kid's fine. Phew. All right. Okay, so Jacob Panetta is the one now out of hockey, selling cars at a dealership near you. Jordan Subban will now be probably elevated to the NHL. By the way, yesterday, did we, I don't think we ever took a look at the video of, um, Stefan Diggs tackling the guy in the Bills game. The Bills Kansas City Chiefs game. And I think we should. That was that was my fault. Um so this is late in the game. Here's the Chiefs fan, this idiot right here. He is running onto the field and he's like having a great old time. He's like, I'm gonna I'm, I'm you know, and, and all the Bills want to do is is fucking win the game. This guy here runs on the field and Stefan Diggs of the Bills lays him out. You're not supposed to engage the fans, but this guy's having none of it. Uh, I think I can hear this. Oh! That, that could have been a lot worse. If I'm Stefan Diggs, I lead with my helmet and bury it in his spine. Okay, now you see here that his, his shoe is coming off. Watch 73 here. Watch what he does. Okay, 73 has the shoe. 73 throws it a mile. Both of this idiot's shoes are off. God, they're like lifting him up by his neck. That asshole. This guy is so happy. In my opinion, these guys shouldn't be arrested. They should they should give him a beer and say, now get back up there, no more out of you. All right, no more running on the field. And then you go to the players, say, okay, keep your eye out. And, uh, you know, you got to, you have to hurt the play. It should be a, in the collective bargaining agreement that players must hurt the fans. Okay, 
We need to see more of this. We need to see defenseless drunk fans running on the field and players actually gang tackling him. And, you know, I mean, it's about time. That'll end that real quick. You need to encourage drunk fans to run on the field. So we can see, I mean, I've seen enough football players who are actual athletes get their legs busted in half. I, I would really enjoy seeing a, a, a fan's spine be ripped in two. Uh, shout out to my friends at Blue Frost IT. So if you are in West Michigan, you have a small or a medium-sized business, you've got your staff, your personnel, you provide a service or a product. You have computers. If you have no one already um, ready to service your computers, well, if something goes wrong, what are you going to do? You're literally starting from scratch. I suggest reaching out to Blue Frost IT for everything you need concerning your IT. Let's start with, okay, I need an upgrade. I don't even know where to begin. I don't want to buy too little or buy too much, you know? Or, or buy the wrong thing for my business. I don't know. The, the, the landscape of technology is changing all the time. What do I do? Uh, bang on the door of Blue Frost IT. Get a complimentary project consultation. 616-285-50. That's the start. Please mention me. Um, Alan or Ashlyn will uh, take care of you right away. And uh, then you're off and running with Blue Frost IT. The number one rated IT company in the entire area of West Michigan as determined by their peers. Prince Arming has a pistol license training going on Saturday, February 5th, a week from Saturday. If you want to be in that class, you have to call 616-204-1705. Call or text Steve Prince. Say, Eric Zane sent me. I want to take your class so that I can carry my pistol concealed in the great state of Michigan. You'll spend that Saturday. It's about seven, eight hours of time. It'll fly by. You'll get everything you need to know. You'll take a test. You'll pass the test. You'll get a certificate. You take that certificate to your uh, county and fill out your application. Show them, hey, I took the class. They go, congrats, you get a pistol permit. All we need to do is a background check and fingerprint you. They do that. A few weeks later, uh, they send you your license. That's how it works. The class is $125. You can sign up by calling or texting 616-204-1705, or you can go to princearming.com, P-R-I-N-C-E, arming, like Prince Charming, just drop the C-H, princearming.com, or Prince Arming on Facebook. In fact, you can sign up online for the class. Okay. I am uh, going to explore this Joe Biden fiasco. Thank God this happened. This made me so happy. Joe Biden, a, uh, a hot mic caught Joe Biden doing something that if you remember when he started his administration, it was all about one of the thing. one of the tenets of his administration was the press will not be disrespected. If you are behaving unprofessionally, you're out. No questions asked. And I think he even lowered the boom on somebody, if I recall. Well, all right. 
let's take a look at this. I, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I recognize his face and I recognize his voice, but it doesn't matter who it is. CNN's covering this story because Biden actually broke his own rule in a big way. All right. President Biden lashing out at a reporter with some rather colorful language just moments ago during a meeting about inflation. Reporters peppered Biden with questions about Ukraine and growing increasingly frustrated with the line of questioning. He said this in response to a reporter's question about inflation's impact on the midterm elections. The reporter, we should note, is from Fox. Okay. first of all, I love that they point that out. (laughs) I actually give them credit for the for them. Uh, uh, coming out. I mean, you would, you would expect CNN to not even report on this, but uh, it's a great story. And it's another sign that uh, Biden has completely lost his mind and is 100% not capable of uh, being the leader of the free world. Because how the hell do you not know that a mic is on? Okay. And I don't buy that. I think he just said it because he didn't know where he was. ...impact on the midterm elections. The reporter, we should note, is from Fox. Do you think inflation is a political liability? That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> so just to spell it out, let me bring in CNN's Caitlin Collins, who was just in the room when that happened. So... So uh, Peter Ducey from Fox uh, says, do you think inflation is a political liability in the midterms? And Biden says to himself, as if he doesn't know there's a microphone there. No, it's a great asset, more inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Okay. I like how this guy says Biden said it to himself. It's, wasn't there an episode of The Simpsons when Homer lost track of whether he was thinking things or saying them? And then he realized he said it. Ah! That's Is that what's happening here? Is that how... Uh, how 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 much of mush this guy's brain is that he doesn't know whether he's thinking or he's talking. What an asshole. And Jake, we should note, this is a meeting that the president was having with top members of his, his administration, his cabinet in there in the room for this competition council. And actually, when he had finished uh, wrapping up his remarks and then he was about Look to... Look, it says <laughs> at the bottom, just in, Biden calls reporter a stupid... S- <laughs> Stupid son of a bitch on hot mic. That is so funny that it's written out that way. This is spectacular. To move on to his aides to make their remarks as they were going to go around the room and the press was leaving the room. I asked. Hey, they're going around the room. Why don't they go? Hey, uh, I'm a a so-and-so reporter and uh, I wipe my ass with Charmin today. Yeah, I'm so-and-so too. And uh, uh, I like tater tots the president about his call earlier today with the European leaders on this unfolding crisis that's happening in Ukraine. And he actually complained, saying that he wanted the questions to be about what was happening and about this meeting and the purpose of the meeting and the fact that it was on this competition council. And so then it was when Peter Ducey from Fox News asked him about inflation. Yeah, thanks for fucking breaking it down. A political liability. Yeah, who gives a shit about all this? We, we, we get it. We understand what the fuck happened. What you've done before today. What you need to be talking about is that this guy is absolutely a derelict. (laughs) Comments are funny. Um, Sorry I called you a son of a bitch. Here's a Werther's. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Oh. 
Sarah says, "Frickin' hilarious, son of a bitch." That's what grandpa says. Uh, or that that's what grandpas say. It's not vulgar. It's pure gold. Yeah, if grandpa calls you a son of a bitch, it's it's pretty great. Those Fox reporters are stupid sons of bitches. Inflation was not one of the pre-approved questions, you son of a bitch. You guys are on a roll today. I'll give you that. The, the NFK might as well run the world. They're not asking him questions, though, to get a real answer. They're asking him questions trying to make him look bad. Probably. And and it's working. He's a fucking idiot. He He does not. He should not be in the White House. He should be fucking in the hot tub, relaxing, you know, filling his diaper. My God. Um, Let's see. John says, Jen Psaki wants to jump off the roof. Biden's become a bigger joke than Trump ever was. No, no, no. That's not true. That's not true at all. Because uh, Trump is not... uh, incapacitated with dementia. That's his normal behavior. Don't even tell me he's worse than Trump. That's not true. No one was worse than Trump. Okay? No one. This is the guy who said you got to put bleach in your veins and you dumb shits believed he was kidding. My God. Uh, There was a little more to this story about the Son of a bitch. Uh, I lost it. It doesn't matter. He had like, uh, and they, they uh, talked about how he, um, let's see. President Biden, um, uh, Ducey said on Fox late Monday evening that Biden called his phone shortly after their exchange to apologize for his remark. Within an hour of that exchange, he called my cell phone and he said, it's nothing personal, pal. Ducey said, Ducey should have said, wait, what you did? You, you said that? No, you didn't. I didn't. I don't think you said that. I, I, you actually answered my question just to fuck with them and Biden. Be like, I, I did. Wait. Oh, I didn't. Re- I just thought it. Oh, okay. Oopsie. Yeah, I thought I actually spoke it. I didn't. I didn't actually. Okay, I thought so. Someone told me. Some wise ass whippersnapper. Told me I actually said it on there, and I, I I say I didn't, and I I figured I didn't, but I just wanted to get out in front of this in case I actually I didn't call you Chef Bitch Show. No, no, you didn't. That's what I thought. I I, I knew I was right all along. I'm so sharp as a tack, as they say. Okay, take care. All right, thank you, Henry Kissinger. Bye bye. He cleared the air, and I appreciated. We had a, I appreciated it. We had a nice call. He said, Ducey said he told Biden he plans to continue asking him unexpected questions, and that the president responded pro- positively to the comment. Ducey had said on Fox earlier Monday. See, when you when you bash the press, that's a big no no, and I, I think they should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want. Um, Biden should be in there every day, not Jen Psaki. Psaki should be out of a job. They don't need her. They need Biden in there. Okay. We need that entertainment every single day. 
Uh, let's see. Ducey had said on Fox earlier Monday that he asked Biden about inflation because the president, when asked about Russia and Ukraine, said he wouldn't take any questions that were off topic. All right. Uh, the president has grown increasingly frustrated when facing tough questions publicly in recent days. Well, tough shit. It's your job. Shut up. Or have somebody, have the vice president do it. She's in charge anyway. She's far more entertaining. I don't know. They're both very entertaining, actually. I get entertained in an awkward way when uh, Harris is there because she gets just so upset. Oh, does she get bitchy. (laughs) When another Fox White House correspondent, Jackie Heinrich, Asked Biden why he was waiting for Russian President Vladimir Putin to make the first move with Ukraine. He responded under his breath, what a stupid question. That's just as bad. Oh, boy, I spit everywhere there. Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. Earlier Monday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters during a press briefing that, quote, the president has shown that he, he respects the values of the freedom of the press think he does he may respect it but he doesn't appreciate it you're all stupid and sons of bitches uh meanwhile the nato forces are now uh compiling army by committee did you see that yes spain says all right we are giving you two planes we're like uh, all these area nato uh nations are like uh Uh, circling the wagons, trying to build a response um, to the Russians and what they're allegedly planning on doing. God, I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, seriously. Um, I have exhausted the extent of my knowledge on Ukraine and the United States and Russia. John John Jamingo is all about so-and-so is worse than so-and-so. Hey, I'm from Philly. Fucking put it on a pork roll and eat it. Kamala Harris is worse than Palin. I don't think they're comparable. You know, because Palin is stupid. Okay? Harris is not. She's just bitchy. You cannot compare those two. Only an idiot like you would compare them. Go ahead and play that on your dumb show. John adds, if Biden and Trump run in 2024, it will look like a nursing home fight. Well, it's probably going to be like that. Okay. I have to end this show at 10. I would love to go longer. But I have a hard and fast out at 10. All right. Tell me if you think this is a problem. The Weber Grill Company is being faced with uh, some enhanced scrutiny. This is a great idea. I think that the people who come up with these things Uh, on purpose, and then when the uproar happens, and then the subsequent, oh, that was not intentional, it allows for 
a guerrilla marketing campaign of idiots like me discussing it. Now, some of you may already know what this is about, but there, the Weber Grill Company uh, jumped into the headlines in this particular way by being, quote-unquote, insensitive. At about the same time that the news hit about the passing of uh, Marvin Lee Aday, better known as Meatloaf, Weber uh, posted sending out the recipe of the week email in that day about how to prepare barbecue meatloaf. Which, by the way, sounds fantastic. Meatloaf on a barbecue grill. Now, I have one of those Weber grills that I still have. It's just sitting there. I don't know how to use it. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't know how a charcoal grill works. I used to, but I think something's changed in charcoal. Because now, <clears throat> when I light the, gr- the coals, it's either... 8,000 degrees at the surface or I put the lid on it and extinguish the coals and the temperature drops to 85 degrees. There is no in-between. I put steaks on my Weber grill and in one, they just, it's like poof. It's like Hiroshima. It's a bunch of Japanese people one inch from the epicenter of the blast and they're incinerated. Fucking terrible. I even went so far as to get a bar, uh, a gas grill for Father's Day last year to replace it. And the Weber is still sitting there with a cover on it. I've used it like five times. And every time I've ruined the food. Fucking terrible. So uh, Weber intentionally puts out barbecue meatloaf as news of meatloaf dying hits. Uh, another uh, bit of digression. Meatloaf died of COVID, and he's one of these dumb fucks who said, I'm not getting vaccinated, and I'd rather just, if I die, I die. What a fucking way to go. What a stupid view of the world. What a horrible way to live your life. You know how many people would love you to be alive right now? family members, but because you're such an ignorant fuck freedom fighter, you are now dead because of it. Congratulations. You have your liberty and you have your freedom. You are now dead. No longer can you... I was. I actually felt bad when Meatloaf died, and I don't feel bad anymore because that's what you all have done to me. You've. It's all your fault. Every single one of you assholes have turned me into a callous idiot. Thank you so much for doing that with your stupid memes, okay? Fuck. I posted that video of Meatloaf singing Paradise by the Dashboard Lights in 1978. Oh, my God. That chick who accompanies him in the song, she's in it. And there's a moment. I can't play it. I'll get a fucking Twitch ticket. 
Meatloaf would sweat a lot, as you can imagine. He was morbidly obese. He's on stage and he's sweating his ass off. And that chick, she's wearing that 1978 white jumpsuit. Uh, it's kind of like the pants that kind of is sewn into like a, a tight camisole top. And you can see like her nips. And she's got the makeup with the blush that makes her look like Ziggy Stardust on the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, fucking David Bowie uh, album cover. And she's singing Paradise by the Dashboard Lights with Meatloaf. And then when it's getting hot and heavy, when the baseball announcer is singing, he's coming around second, right? he's going around third, he's saying, here's a play at the blue stop right now. I gotta know right now. Before we go any further, do you love me? But you never leave me. Will you make me your wife? Do you love me? And he's like, let me sleep on it. Babe, before that, they start mashing, like completely making out. And he's like dripping sweat. And, and they're way into it on stage. You wouldn't have believed it. She really went into the part. She dove in. It was really, really hard. It was, I would have been so grossed out. I can only imagine how much money she made for that. She had to have been paid a lot. I would hope so because it was gross. Where was I? It's about the third time I've started this story. Weber intentionally put out barbecue meatloaf. Not long after sending out its recipe, Weber followed up its uh, followed up offering its sincerest apologies to the recipients. Okay, how many times do I have to go through this with you? This is not an apology. This is uh, in a way to circle the wagons of the overly sensitive people to get their products talked about. And it's excellent. It works every time. Um, this type of phenomena of playing on the emotions of you people who are too wound up and, and get butt hurt and bent. It's probably not many people listening to this show because you're all pretty desensitized by the, uh, how, uh, insensitive I am most of the time on this show. Now, if there's anybody listening to my show who's overly sensitive, they they're they're gone. Or if they were, they're they're gone. And and fuck, I mean, I can't help that. It's just the way the show is. But this is a a great great move by Weber and M and M's did the same thing. You play off their their emotions and you it's a judo maneuver, and then you get all this marketing out of it. It's so excellent. At the time. We shared this recipe with you. We were not aware of the unfortunate passing of American singer and actor and anti-vax kook Marvin Leah Day, also known as Meatloaf, Weber said. One part of that is not true. We want to express our deepest apologies for this oversight and for any offense <coughs> Excuse me. this email may have caused. That was a uh, deliberate move and a good one. Uh, that is the way of the world. And it's going to be a long time before people wisen up. And it's kind of bad, though, uh, because when you do that, when you offer that apology, you're also reinforcing to people who bitch about everything and complain 
you um, enable them and you empower them that they have the power to uh, uh, instill change in the world. And they, they really don't. It's, it's fake. Okay. The whole thing is a ruse. Um, in fact, I just got a, uh, a bit of news that um, uh, Jacob Suban, he uh, was a big fan of Weber grills. Okay. And, uh, well, as it goes, he got the, uh, I'm sorry, Jordan Subban, he, he had a Weber grill and he signed up for the email the day before it all happened. And he, uh, got the email about, uh, meatloaf. And he wrote here that he felt empowered to bust Jacob Panetta for his horrible, uh, behavior on the ice, acting like an ape because he felt moved to do so by everybody uh, bitching and moaning about meatloaf being panned with barbecue meatloaf by Weber Grills. So it all ties in here. He actually came out and said that so you can blame them for all of this nonsense. The nonsense that it is, in my opinion. None of that's true. It was all stupid. It took me a long time to get there, too. Fucking terrible joke. This is a perfect example on the uh, on the chat that nobody listens to me. I've said it numerous times in the last five minutes. Yet Zildjian writes, what was Meatloaf's real name? Since he's died, it's been said on this show numerous times. In the last five minutes, I've said it. Marvin, Lee, a day. What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you even listen to me when I'm talking? Thank you, Kyle. He says, it's called listening. You have two ears for a reason. Half the time on the chat, you guys are there trying to be funny. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you actually do make me laugh. But... You run a risk because you're not listening. Amanda writes, his daughter's name is Amanda. Amanda a day. And Amanda lost, our Amanda lost her virginity to bat out of hell too. We found out information that was erroneous uh, during last week's free podcast. Last week, we referenced the uh, structure on a uh, female known as the hymen. We erroneously reported uh, after Amanda said that she lost her virginity to bat out of hell too. I would do any, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Is the name of one of those songs? Can you imagine? If the guy was getting ready to have sex with her and he started singing that song and he said, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And then he just got up and walked away. He didn't do that. He he said, I need it. I'm going to give it to you. Well, I found out that when you lose your virginity, 
that not that doesn't necessarily mean in fact it rarely means that uh your hymen is being split we had talked about that and uh i found out that the the first of all uh that usually ruptures at a young age like when the child's playing or perhaps they start to utilize tampons Okay, and that the point of the hymen is on a young, on an infant, and when a child is in diapers, when they go caca, it doesn't go into the uh, birth canal or what is the vagina of the child. It's 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 meant for cleanliness, you know. And we had we nobody, none of the guys knew that. Stevie had to fill us in. We didn't know. It was fantastic. I am so happy. I know I didn't know that before. I just thought it was there. Uh, I, well, I didn't know why it was there. I would do anything for love, but I won't do Amanda. Come on. Uh, John says, or if they're on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Well, that's just too much. Come on now. All right, you can tell I'm circling the drain on this show. We're about done. All we have to do is get to the asshole of the day. Okay? But I do want to try barbecued meatloaf on the Weber grill, but I I can't man I can't even fucking manage that damn grill. Damn it. Um as you know the realtor on the show Pardon me, not the realtor. The person who you're going to get the mortgage from when you contact the realtor is the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Mario works tirelessly for his customers, his clients. Um, You know, if your credit score is really great, no big deal. This is an easy thing to deal with. You know, just the usual... Um, structure of setting you up with your mortgage. Very easy. Uh, Not every mortgage person is uh, the same, though. Uh, A lot of them only want to deal with someone who has a great credit score because a great credit score usually means you uh, pay on time. You have uh, uh, enough income that your credit is is excellent. It all kind of ties into that whole thing. And uh, you're probably going to be getting a larger mortgage to purchase a larger home. That means more money for the person doing the mortgage. So when someone comes along with a shitty credit score, just trying to get out from under a, a paying rent every month and get into their home, get into a home of their own, not every mortgage guy wants to go the extra mile for that person with the lower credit score. Mario's not that way. He he dives all in. Or he is all in. He dives in. I'm mixing my metaphors. And he makes sure that you have every uh, uh, tool at your disposal to get you into a mortgage. Um, now, granted, that first mortgage for someone who's struggling isn't going to be the uh, lowest interest rate. That's for damn sure. But he'll get you, if he can, into the best mortgage possible. And then after you pay on time and don't screw that up, hopefully you've turned things around. 
Uh, yeah, after you pay on time for a little while, then you uh, upgrade to a better mortgage, lower percentage rate, lower interest rate, because you've improved your credit score. That's called rebuilding your credit. Mario can help you through all of this. 231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035. Please mention the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, something else that's extremely important, another great service is um, uh, Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance. Now, Frank is not licensed in every single state, but he can still help you. Um, Rob in New Jersey is the latest who's getting some help from Frank. And Frank knows that um, it's so important to help everyone no matter where they are. Because, well, frankly, you know people. And while I'm, you know, kind of uh, putting a supercharger on the marketing and talking about him here. He wants you to talk about him to the people you know. And I've hit this very hard. Everything Frank does for his clients is free. So when you have, when you uh, want an upgrade to your Medicare policy, he is the Medicare Advantage guru. Okay. So if you or someone you know has turned 65 or is about to, you need to reach out to Frank. Call or text 616-914-4070. Or click on his name in the show notes and off you go. Please say, Eric Zane sent me. I need help. He'll respond with, how can I help you? And send you a link. That link leads you to a scheduler. You pick the day, the time, how you want to meet. In person, his place, your place, uh, coffee shop, phone, Zoom, you choose. And it will help you every step of the way. That's not all he does, though. He can help you with all your policies at healthcare.gov, not cov, healthcare.gov or Obamacare. That's, uh, I work with him closely on that now. Or uh, life insurance policies. You know, that's uh, extremely important, especially if you have kids or a wife. Or a husband, my God, if you croak, what the fuck are they going to do? That would be extremely helpful if when you passed unexpectedly, in the event that that happens, you are up to the gills in life insurance so that that you can just basically, uh, you know, write a check to them from the grave. How awesome of a parting gift would that be? I know it sounds crazily morbid, but that's a real deal. And uh, I can't say enough about having life insurance policies. I Ever since I got married, before I even had kids, I've had life insurance policies. I, I kind of am, would be prone to my dad sold it for years. So he's like, first thing you do upon getting married, get insurance policy. I don't want you to get married, though. Did you know that? He actually called Diana, my dad. I said, Dad, I just, uh, I, I'm engaged. He like, uh, I do not approve. What? I do not approve. Put her on. No. Click. He calls her. I do not approve of you marrying my son. She's like, what? What are you talking about, Ruben? No, he is not ready. How do you know? He's not. He's young. Yeah, he, he actually was like, he wanted me to go out and bang chicks. I'm so not kidding. He actually said, you have to go out and sow your oats with other, with other women. I go, dad, maybe on the, on the whore streets of Iran, that was a thing, but dude, seriously, 
I have outkicked the coverage with her. There is no way. I mean, seriously, there is no other. I mean, that this is it. I'm telling you, I'm right on this. You are not right. Shut up. Hang up on him. And go get drunk. Hang up. Then I went and got drunk. And then he went and got drunk. And then uh, the rest is history. He apologized to her for that years later. True story. Anyway. Uh, insurance. 616-914-4070. Frank Fuss is awesome. And then last but not least, before we get to the asshole of the day, full house comedy. Uh, all around West Michigan, fullhousecomedy.com is where you go. Let's say you're like, hey, it's fucking Friday night. What do we, what do, what do we, what do we do tonight? I don't know. Uh, who is in town? And then that's all you do. You go to fullhousecomedy.com this week, starting tomorrow at the park theater. Steph Tolov is in town. Park theater on Wednesday. And then. On Friday, she's at Rockford Lanes. And then on Saturday, she's at Billy's Lounge. Let's see. Also this week, James Mattern is live at what's now called Grand Rapids Comedy Club, part of Creston Brewery. I don't know shit about shit, so I'll just tell you. James Matter, nationally headlining comic and radio personality. Fast become one of the most beloved MCs in New York City. He has appeared on several television programs, including Fox Sports 1's Garbage Time with Katie Nolan, the WWE Network's The List, the Artie Lang Show. Uh, let's see. He's appeared on the Mojo Show. That's a... Uh, uh, syndicated radio show out of Metro Detroit. He was man on the street for Pharrell on the bench on Sirius XM. He's in town. And then Jimmy Kimmel's sister next week, Jill Kimmel. All right. Fullhousecomedy.com. Ben Weller, 79, his first day on Twitch, says, I had to exit for a minute. What did I miss? Kate reminds me it's 10. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, what did you miss? I don't know. Go back. I don't know when you left. And you can always listen to the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. Ben Weller, send me an email. Tell me where you've been why you haven't been around, and how you get the show. These are all questions I have for a lot of you. If you listen to the show, even if, you've, uh, if I know everything about you, I would love to get a little bit more of the background of the audience. Now, you can drop me a line, old school, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Ben says he updates me right there. I've been listening on Google Podcasts. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. I, you know, I always love the correspondence. It's always spectacular. Um, which, by the way, I had an email from Allison I wanted to read. I know I'm, I told myself I would, I would be going at 10, but I've, I've got a little bit of wiggle room here. Um, Allison is a prolific writer. Okay. 
this is the nice lady from Harbor Humane. After the weekend's football games, she wrote, Hello, Eric. I'm sure you're going to recap, love recapping the epic failure that was Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I just wanted to confess to you, I am a Packer fan, born and bred. The western end of the UP is basically part of Wisconsin, after all. Um, hold that. I wish it was. And I wish there was no... I wish Michigan would make the UP Wisconsin and blow up the bridge. And right now, uh, I'm pretty embarrassed. It's already been a rough year being a bleeding heart liberal and watching Aaron Rodgers pile conspiracy theories uh, and false information and lies on top of each other while drinking bleach and mainlining ivermectin. But adding this epic failure of a playoff run is truly painful. There's suggestions that Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay and he's going to take his talents to another team. I want the Fords to hire him and make him the quarterback and then uh, they actually pay the linemen each millions of dollars to not protect him so that he'll be so injured he needs a wheelchair for the rest of his life. This is what you've done to me. This is how mean you've made me, you assholes. She writes, if you need someone to pick on during the show, I volunteer as tribute. That's a reference to uh, the Hunger Games. Did you know that? I read all of those Hunger Games. I, I read a teen uh, 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 serial publication. No Zaniac came to mind as being a self-identified Packer friend. No, Dale is. So if you want someone to roast, here you go. I offer myself up to Cheesehead, up on a Cheesehead-shaped platter. Don't worry, I promise I'll be laughing through my tears. Allison. P.S. Go Bills. I really This is before the Bills played. I really want to see Stu bust through some tables. His physical pain makes me makes my emotional pain just a little more bearable. Yeah, you, that's terrible. The Packers, God, I hate them so much. Okay. Your asshole of the day. Who is your asshole of the day? Okay, we've talked about my update of Kevin canceling the CDL test. Hockey last night. Justin Ablocator's interaction. Terry Marshall said, hey, did you get a point last night? No, I was minus four. Excuse me, drama in the East Coast Hockey League. Teddy Bears, Biden lashing out. Weber Grills. Um, what else did I talk about? I, for the life of me, cannot think of it. Uh, one more thing before I let you go. I do want to mention the Threads podcast. I'm going to see what the fuck they're talking about. Threadspodcast.com. If you're not listening to my show, I would love for you to listen to their show. When my show is done and you're done listening to all the things you want to listen to and you've got your uh, fill of stupid, ridiculous opinions and uh, yelling at anti-vaxxers and yelling at Joe Biden and yelling at Donald Trump and yelling at you, listen to the Threads podcast. Episode 164, Jason and Mike mess up 
in some key relationships. That's one thing they talk about. Okay? So then they're going to talk about what is heaven like? What? Oh, my God. And the water challenge update. Now, I'm not sure what that what the water challenge update is. But you have to understand. Now, in my mind, because I'm an idiot, I would love it if when it says messed up in some key relationships, uh, their significant others walked in while they were having sex with a mule. But that's probably not going to happen. Uh, what is heaven like? Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure how I would approach that. And the water challenge update, you know, I mean, God knows what, but these are nice people here. So especially the sex with a mule is definitely not going to happen, but try out their podcast. It's a quick listen. You get about an hour a week. They uh, publish one episode a week, every Friday. This latest one was an hour, one minute and 47 seconds. Threadspodcast.com. First time chat from viewer Hero DMZ. No, I'm not going to buy followers. Shut up. Asshole of the day, woke hockey team. I can't disagree with that. And it that that's painful because Andrea and Dean are two of the dumbest people I know. So this is very, very painful to me that I have to agree with with you two. But I agree with that. I don't think that guy should be uh, so quickly destroyed until they find out for sure. And I don't know if we'll ever find that out. Based on arm movements, arm movements... They have labeled uh, Jacob Panetta as a racist and ended his career. Oh, boy. That is rough. Knowing my luck, at Wednesday's hockey game, there's going to be an announcement about unity for Jordan Subban. I'll be like, I can't really do it. You're going to have to have someone else do it. And then I'll get canceled, knowing my luck. Of course. Okay. That's going to put the... uh, the wraps on this one. I will uh, talk to you on, uh, well, uh, for Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia in just a handful of minutes. Joe Morin will be taking on Dean, which means this is going to be a five-hour game that's going to end in a 0-0 tie. Holy shit. Have a great day, folks. I'll talk to you then and talk to you on the Patreon bonus podcast. All that fun stuff later today is found on Patreon, which for just five bucks a month, and my God, you're getting so much for that. I really appreciate it. I put a lot into the Patreon. It's my job. Put me on probation and try me out for just five or ten bucks a month. If you like it, you can convert it to a yearly. If you don't like it, you cancel it, and thank you. Then, you know, that's not really that much of a loss. But if you like the free podcast, you will love the Patreon. Thank you, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.